0: Is unhinged <laughs> these ghosts definitely don't want to leave death lurks around every corner god give us a break there's so many bad people in the world haunt them amen i do like surprises is anybody else seeing this i hope I love surprises, except I don't think that's what the hat box ghost meant. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast. I'm Sheila Amato and you can find me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com.
1: And I'm Kimberly Amato and you can also find us on pretty much any social media platform with the handle at
0: ForeverFanPod. We are your hosts and we're glad that you can join us. Yes, and as you heard from the trailer, we're
1: going to be reviewing... I guess, it's, is it a reboot or reimagining or...
0: Maybe it's a reimagining. It's a
1: rebooting?
0: I thought it was a reboot because it was different.
1: And I'm like, maybe it's a reimagining. Mm. Anyway, Haunted Mansion 2023. Mm-hmm. I think I need to add that in. It's was currently in theaters at, at the time of recording.
0: Yes. And as always, if you listen past the banter, you will be spoiled if you haven't seen Haunted Mansion. This version yet. So um, we actually wanted to take a few minutes to acknowledge that as we're recording this, Greta, Gerwig's, Greta Gerwig made history as the first female solo director whose film gross, cr- crossed not gross, but yes, grossed. Six crossed, one half. Uh, one billion in the global box office. And Barbie continues the phenomenal run in its third weekend. So, just putting it out there. Go, woke, go. Oh.
1: No. Go profitable?
0: (laughs) Well, it just shows that great writing, direction, and acting really can make a film very, very successful.
1: And word of mouth. In this case, it really does show you what a great product with word of mouth what can happen. Mm -hmm. Because the Barbenheimer online uh, marketing campaign done by social media Mm -hmm. and... As we've said before, the writers and SAG-AFTRA are still on strike, and we do 100% support and back them. So the, the stars from Barbie and other movies that have come out did not walk red carpets, and yet it just goes to show you when you invest in the good writing, and when you invest in your directors, and you invest in your talent, this
0: is what you can get. Right. And so our last episode, we did a review of Barbie, so you can check that out if you haven't heard it yet. Um, but for now, let's turn back to our review of this week's movie, "The Haunted Mansion." So onto the synopsis
1: from IMDB, a single mom named Gabby hires a tour guide, a psychic, a priest, and a historian to help exercise her newly bought mansion after discovering it's inhabited by ghosts. Mm-hmm. I should have done that with, like, the filter that made my voice, like, super deep and creepy.
0: uh, No. So this movie is based on the Disney Parks ride Haunted Mansion. And the main twist here is that instead of the ghosts scaring people away from the mansion, once humans step into the mansion, the ghosts actually are compelled to haunt them and bring them back. And later in the story, we find out that this is because the big baddie ghost, Crump, or Hatbox, He needs a thousand ghosts to free him from the netherworld. So, throughout the decades, people have died in the mansion and have become ghosts. So, there are 999 residing in the mansion currently. Crump needs one more willing human to die, and he's free. So, currently, the mansion has six potential candidates. Gabby and her son, Travis. Father Kent, who was initially called to try to dispel the spirits and then Ben, who Father Kent recruited to help, and then Harriet, a medium who was brought in to also help connect with the spirits, and Bruce, a history professor who studies supernatural incidents and is obsessed with this mansion. Anyway, let's go talk about the good, shall we? I was
1: surprised by the story. Mm. Um, I was actually going in after seeing older the original movie, uh, which was fun and campy, but it was not great. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any expectations of this, and it was actually
0: pretty cute. It it was. Um, so to me, there were actually like three different stories kind of converging here, right? So the the story of Ben and his wife, right, that, that was the opening sequence showing how his life was before. He's a man of science. Mm-hmm doesn't really believe in ghosts, but meets someone who does believe in the supernatural and actually does tours, uh, ghost tours in, in New Orleans. So they meet, they, they marry, and then fast forward a few years, and Ben is now leading the ghost tours, but something's wrong and he's no longer with his wife, right? So we're trying to figure that story out. And then the second story is that of Gabby and her son, they left where they were because Gabby's husband died and her son Travis is having a hard time adjusting. So they bought this mansion thinking, you know, they would have a new start. But lo and behold, there are ghosts.
1: For anybody who hasn't seen it and is still listening, we don't know Travis's father has passed right. until the very end. Right. Well, to- yes,
0: towards the end. Yes. Well,
1: I mean, it is after, you know, it's the big, you know, reveal is right. that he is
0: gone. Right. And then the third story to me is the mansion itself, right? Because there's the original owner, Gracie. He was desperate to talk to his dead wife. And so Gracie was bringing in this medium called Madame Leota. And they kept kept doing seances every night. And as they kept doing it, they were bringing in other ghosts, but not Gracie's wife. And then eventually they brought in Crump. Who took over. And so that's why the ghosts are there. So these three stories were kind of converging into the mansion. So there was a lot of different layers that you kind of had to put together. So it was more interesting than I thought it was going to be.
1: Can I just put a pin in it? Yeah, because there was something that literally just came into my head that I hadn't thought of before that I want to mention in the, I don't know if it's a bad section. Okay, all right. But as far as your three stories, I 100% agree. It did seem like there were three different layers. But for me, the the three different layers, they also had an interconnectivity mm-hmm. of grief. Yes. And the way the grief was presented of all these different ways, I think what I appreciated most, mm-hmm. because grief is a multifaceted Item and really does look different for everyone, right? So showing it from different perspectives, as well as even the ghosts independently had their own grief and how they looked. So that was good. I mean, it was very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm not saying the story is Shakespeare, no. but it was surprising that it was it was much better than I had anticipated. Um,
0: by extension, I think that you know the the theme of forgiveness. Right is the first step to healing. Like we find out that Ben, the reason why he's distraught is because right before his wife died, they had a fight. The last words that he told her was in anger, and so he couldn't forgive himself because he thinks that you know, had he gone with her, he was um, busy doing some kind of he work. He was working, yeah, and so he he didn't go with her. She stopped for ice cream and then she got into a car accident and died. Yeah, you're right. So You're very much right because it's
1: the it's how grief is and the acceptance of your grief and forgiving yourself for what you couldn't control in the moment. Right.
0: Yeah, I can totally see that. The just the point of the the only way that he actually could move on with his life was actually meeting all of these other folks and reaching out for help, right? And then he was actually able to acknowledge all of this the stuff that he's just been carrying all these years. So I thought that was a, that was a good theme as well. I also
1: wonder, because you're bringing that up, what other aspects of forgiveness for the other characters?
0: Well, like Travis, actually, you know, he, he felt like where he is now without his father mm-hmm. is actually not a good place, right? He, he actually at one point said, I want to go with you. Right, he he, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It it wasn't quite fleshed out for me why what happened to the father, or maybe I'm just not remembering. But it's more like for for Travis letting go of the fact that okay, or accepting the fact that his father's dead, and if he felt any guilt because of that, to let that go. Again, I it wasn't clear I mean, to I, me why why the father died. It's just no, I don't did. remember
1: it being mentioned, but I didn't. I didn't think of it from the kids' perspective because it kind of was such a, a surprise a sudden, type thing. Yeah. So it was hard for me to gauge where the forgiveness came in, but you're right, I can see that because children do, you know, if I was nicer, if I did this. We also don't know how he died, what the circumstances were.
0: I was just thinking of that mostly from Ben's story because that that was the that was the the pivotal moment for him why his character changed from, you know, a very happy scientific guy to now a, a miserable, drunk person leading a ghost tour when he didn't believe it. It yeah. was his way of just Well, he had developed connected. the camera lens that would highlight ghosts. Right. But he was doing that because he loved his wife. Yeah. Not the fact that he believed in it. The one thing I liked is that
1: they showed that he was still, even though he was basically drinking all the time and could barely pay for anything at this point, He was still doing the tours, and they're like, "You don't have to run her tours anymore. Right? You can go back to your job. You can." But he was holding on to anything that had a connection to her. Correct. Yes. So, like I said, different avenues of grief. Mm -hmm. Some people try a different path in a new scene, and other people hold on desperately to what they they know because that's all you have. Um, the cast is really good here for what they've got.
0: A a list uh, cast. And I actually did really enjoy the cameos of Dan Levy and Winona Ryder. That was hysterical, (laughs) like especially the way they they were
1: acting. (laughs) Like Winona Ryder's like, "Can I do this?" Can no,
0: no. (laughs) It was just very, I want to say, Beetlejuice esque. See, I've never seen Beetlejuice, so I I don't. (gasps) Yes, I have not seen it.
1: Hold on. Oh no, I don't have a sound effect for this. Wait. (laughs) listen y'all you have got to see this movie so i guess we're going to be covering it in nostalgia versus novelty um uh,
0: maybe we are because i've not seen it i wanted to see the broadway show but we didn't get to see that either no so, we didn't anyway we didn't um but yeah i thought that the cameos for them were were hysterical that was great um also jamie lee curtis as madame leone leota leota sorry She's Uh, funny. She, yes. The fact that, you know, she turns her head and there she is in the crystal ball. (laughs) Like, wait, what? It actually kind of leads me to a different point. Um, All of the aspects in the movie that are part of the ride, like Madame Leota being in the crystal ball, Mm -hmm. reminds me of in the ride itself where there is a medium in Mm -hmm. a crystal ball. Yeah. So all of the different aspects of the ride that they've incorporated in the movie. Well, I like thought
1: the, was cool. the doom buggy when she's yes. thrown out the front door. Yeah. It does look like the doom buggy. Um, the three ghosts on the side of the road, which, you know, reminded me of the three that leave with you in the doom buggy. when oh, you yeah. At yeah, the very yeah, 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 end. Yeah.
0: They're hitchhiking a ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or you know, in the main room where... Uh, Oh, you so. mean when
1: you first go in, and then they show you the thing, and the wallpaper goes up, and the ceiling lifts? Yeah, that that's not the that. It's when you first. It's like one of the first walkways before or first uh, entranceways, where it's like a holding room.
0: Yeah, it's where it's it's where the ghosts are not. It's yeah. the only safe room for mm-hmm. them, and it actually rises, and then you see all of the paintings, and then you see a, a painting of a man with his pants down.
1: Yeah, he's wearing boxers or something. Yeah. But that reminds me of the ride, too. I don't know if the pictures are the same.
0: I think that picture is the same.
1: Um, but that was hysterical. I love mm-hmm. that because
0: that that's just so iconic of the ride. Right. So that's cool. Um, the one thing that I always remember are the ghosts dancing in the dining room.
1: Oh, that huge
0: room that you circle yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, they have that in the movie, too. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, hey.
1: at the very end, they go for Halloween And they're all having this huge ball and dancing. Yeah,
0: It was great. I was just like, oh, okay. I feel like I'm in the ride. And um, we we didn't mention this yet, but when we saw this movie, we actually went uh, to, to Regal on 42nd Street in the city. And they have this theater called 4DX. And it's where the seats are actually moving with the movie. It's a ride. It is a ride. And... They squirt water at you and air and and all of that so it's it's the fourth dimension and watching the movie in this theater it was it was on a whim mm-hmm. we decided to do that and it was it was
1: like 200 degrees outside. it was so much fun it was I think we we got in um, we had I had looked at my watch and went, oh my God, we gotta go and we had to run to the theater, but we get there and the Marvel's trailer was mm-hmm. like towards the end of it. And so all the chairs are moving. And I'm like, how are we supposed to <laughs> get on the chair? And we sat down and all you hear through certain sections of the movie and the trailers is my loving wife going, Woo Woo
0: Woo-hoo-hoo! Well, it, it felt like a ride. We were in the, but I couldn't hear the dialogue. <laughs> well, it was fine. Because they were moving too. They were just screaming. It was fine. Okay. I'm just I'm just gonna let that one go. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Anyway. Uh, Any other good? No, I think I'm good. All right. How about we go into the bad?
1: All right. Oh, no. I just, I'm looking at all the characters, and I just, I don't think that the priest was actually necessary. (laughs) I, I, I really think we, we could have done without his character.
0: Um... Is that your pin that you're bringing back, or is that a different? No. Oh, it's a different No. Oh, no. Okay. All right. So
1: I've got a different pin.
0: Okay. Owen Wilson's priest was yeah. not needed. Okay. The character was, I was not fleshed out. <laughs> but you, you were the one, that was the character. All I did was bring Ben. Uh, yeah, I was inside. You had to start the whole sequence. No. I was a con man. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. I really, no, seriously, looking over the film, truthfully, when you're looking at the characters and the development and what they did and how they, what they allowed them to do, really, it felt like the priest was just there to bring people together and had no other purpose. And I feel that Rosario Dawson's character could have brought the medium in on her own and then found the other pieces on her own without the priest.
0: Mm. Well, like we said that it was good. The story was good because it was better than what we expected. Yes. But it seemed like there were too many threads and then it wasn't all fleshed out. There are two threads. This is
1: where my... Um, Your pin comes in. Will come in because I realized there was another thread that doesn't quite fit. It's, it's just we are walking out going, wait a minute. Like Ben says, uh, he has to have heart surgery in, in two weeks. The professor. You, the professor. Did I say Ben? You said Ben. I'm so sorry. I meant the professor. Uh, Danny DeVito's character says he has a heart surgery, mm-hmm. and so Bruce goes, "I'm having heart surgery." Blah 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 blah. Before I go under, I could die, and all this other stuff. I want to see this house. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "No, you're having heart surgery. You can't come to the house because yeah. if he dies, they know he's the thousandth. Right. Whatever the case may be, he shows up, gets involved, the whole nine. But literally, they say they don't. I don't think they give a time frame as to how long ago it's been. No. I th- oh no, it's like a month later or something at the end? I don't remember.
0: Oh, sorry. I'm trying to follow where your question was leading. Um so you're talking about the end after. of the movie after the main
1: after, events have occurred.
0: Right. I don't remember if it does a
1: time frame on the movie screen saying how much time has passed. I know they say it's Halloween.
0: Right. Well, you you would think that there's there's a little bit of time that So goes for by. argument's
1: sake, there's you can estimate a little bit of time. But we don't know how much time. And Bruce is supposed to have heart surgery in two weeks. We assume they were in there, based on how they're sleeping, I'd say a week. Yes. So we say they're in there for a week. So he's having heart surgery in a week. But then all of a sudden, they're all together and he's perfectly healed. And that, I mean, I'm sorry, but I've been around people who've had heart surgery. It's a long recovery. So that kind of was like, wait, did he have surgery? Didn't he have surgery? I mean, I know in one section, uh, Crump is like kind of on his chest and everything, like a ghost hits him. So I thought it was Crump. Um, The character of Bruce having a heart issue was unnecessary because it added more questions and led more tendrils of what
0: happened. Well, I mean, it's to give you a red herring because you think that he is the the thousandth ghost, and then it turns out that... But his
1: obsession with the house, wanting to be part of the house, wanting to see the house, wanting to experience the house would lead me to believe that he could be an easy victim as well. If they had said he has a weak ticker, that would have been fine. But by saying he was having surgery in two weeks, giving a specific time frame... Oh, sorry, a week. By giving it a time frame, you know, weren't the the hospitals ready for him? Wasn't anybody calling, looking for him while he's sleeping in another house? Maybe. So there's too many... I don't know. they, They created too many excess tendrils that didn't need to be there. Mm -hmm. These are things that if you're going to introduce them, they are serious enough to affect the timeline. It didn't need to be introduced. Mm. Um, And it's also going on things that didn't really make sense. When Madame Leota kept coming every day to open up the door for all of these spirits, then Crump came through, right? Mm -hmm. If, all of these spirits kept coming to the house and dying, they led us to believe that Crump was killing all those spirits, which Crump also supposedly invaded Gracie's mind, telling him to commit suicide because
0: his wife had died. So no, I No, I think they were just they died in the mansion. And did then they, they
1: because he was supposedly there and it has to be a thousand that's what I'm saying. That's something that wasn't clear. Did he have to be there and kill them, to kill a thousand? Or did the house have to kill a thousand? There are certain little things that I didn't follow.
0: Well, I was just thinking that whoever was there, right, they they had unresolved issues. So like Gracie, his spirit, his ghost stayed in the house. But no,
1: but when they literally discussed how Gracie would write letters and she wrote back to him. Remember that whole storyline? She wrote back to him and convinced him to commit suicide because she never came through. All these other ghosts kept coming through and they did seances for like 365 days. So was he already there in the house and convinced the wife to commit suicide or did he come through later? It's not 100% clear. You can toss it to the realm of disbelief because it's not important to the larger story overall.
0: Yeah, because you're trying to get to 999 ghosts. Yeah,
1: I mean, but what the, the chicken thing, or the egg type thing.
0: The the thing that's sticking out in my head is when the historian, Bruce's character, right, is, is saying that there were like 60-something people who did live in the mansion and they died. And it was under suspicious circumstances. So, again, we don't so know So then we how. would have to assume that Crump is there. Right. Well, he but is then, already there. But I'm saying that he's time.
1: there when those 68 people died. Mm-hmm. And then, whenever Madame Leota comes through, she's just bringing extra spirits through. But the way it's implied, she brought him in. Him, mean Crump? Yeah.
0: That's how I understood it,
1: right? It Which, was f- but again, if that's the case, then the story part makes no sense because he committed suicide by the influence of someone because he literally says, and this is a parallel because we saw Crump do it with Travis. He convinces Gracie to commit suicide because his wife is writing back. Travis is corresponding with his dead father, but it's Crump writing him back and talking to him.
0: Right. Because so there's he, your parallel. Because they need he needs, Crump needs a willing human to die.
1: Yes. So if that's the case, and there's your parallel between the two, how could Crump come through with Madame Leota... And her doing seances to get in touch with Allison, which is Gracie's wife, when he's convincing Gracie to commit suicide, unless there's a time frame I'm not aware of that isn't overly clear. And did Crump kill Allison because it's led to believe that something happened to Allison? I don't... I wasn't clear on that. I dismissed it because, again, I'm just looking for the 1,000th and I wasn't... This wasn't Shakespeare to me. Mm. You know, there's a lot of flaws in it for me that although it's fun, it... Came up short, mm-hmm. and it got me to think a lot, but not in the right way. Like I kept trying to find the answers to my questions, mm. and I couldn't find them. Yeah, that's why it's in the bad. In bad, maybe not so bad. Maybe it's just me overthinking.
0: I could be, but be that as it may, let's go on to the cute, shall we?
1: Um, the humans keep their word to the mariner and bring him to the sea. Yeah, I and then that he was throws adorable. somebody off the boat. <laughs>
0: well. well it's been centuries since he's been in the sea or that, on the sea. I
1: liked the sea guy, the sea ghost. You don't actually see him; you just see wet
0: footprints and like he's a wall of water mm-hmm. um for me, the one cute was how Ben was be basically being a father figure to to Travis and getting Travis out of his shell and tried to be a little bit more comfortable. um I thought that was really adorable,
1: yeah. They, they were cute. The kid is cute. Yes, he is. A cute was when we would see them leave the house because mm. Ben had just faked taking photos and he was like, chick, chick. Mm-hmm. like and it's obvious it has no batteries. It's mm-hmm. obvious it's not taking photos. And she lets him leave and she's like, okay, great, thank you. And then they just sit and they wait. Yeah, because they and, know. And everybody he's, comes back and he's like, why didn't you tell me? She's like, I warned you.
0: Yeah, I she told did. you
1: if you step over the threshold, it's going to change your life. Yep. But her delivery is such that it was it's cute mm-hmm. but also like mm-hmm, she got you <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you know she was paying him a lot of money to come and do this and, two grand right uh, oh, I, don't I don't remember, remember what it about. was but uh, yeah, it was it was cute all right so any other
1: items that we should discuss um I really thought Danny DeVito throughout the whole thing was like adorable. He's like a toddler to me. He's like that adorable toddler who always asks questions like, why? Why can't I come? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Oh my mm. God, I'm just going to show up. I think that's what he reminded me of is like the nephew that you keep trying or the kid that you keep trying to put in like, stay here. It's for your safety.
0: Okay. And then you turn around and they're like and right in gone. front of you. Yep. Okay then. So I guess that is going to be our discussion of the Haunted Mansion. So now it's time for our Forever Fangirls rating. A drum roll, please. We rate Haunted Mansion three stars. And we agree on this rating. Yeah, I'm not going to lie and say it's Shakespeare. It's obviously not. Um, it really,
1: if you're putting it up against Barbie, it, it really does come up short. Mm. But if you're just looking for a fun movie where you don't have to think and you're bounced around in a chair and water's splashed on your face, mm-hmm. it's, it's entertaining. It's, you know, it's based on a ride. And unfortunately, sometimes they're very hard to translate. Mm-hmm. And in this case, I think it does the best it can. It keeps elements that bring in nostalgia from the ride and allows you to feel like you're really a part of something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but also gives you a really good look at grief, how it presents to different people, how, you know, asking for help, although extraordinarily difficult, can be very beneficial to you in the long run. And sometimes you don't even have to ask for it. You just need to extend your hand or take the hand that's extended to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I really do think it's a solid three. If you want to go see it in theaters, you know, I think it would be great if you want to see it in theaters, you know, support the writers and the the actors that were involved in it. Um, I also think truthfully, you could wait for this to be on Disney Plus Mm. um, and watch it from the comfort of your home.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't really have a lot of, other things to add to that it was a for what it's meant to be it was a good enough film and to escape the summer heat in an afternoon um what better way to spend you know about two hours going on a date with your wife huh. so um yeah that's that's
1: it for me that's going to be our show for today, folks. Thanks to our sponsor, Kindness Untamed. You can visit their website at kindnessuntamed.com and let them know you heard about them through the Forever Fangirls podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to our show. You know you can reach out to us whenever you want through DM or email. And if you don't mind leaving a review on podchaser.com or wherever you're subscribed to this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it.
0: And until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember, not all ghosts are bad. But maybe don't tempt fate and keep the seances to a minimum. Like, zero. <laughs> uh, no. No, I'm out.